Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? I come along to the Friday episode. Uh, I still have COVID. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing. just seems funny. <laughs> Good tweet came in, which I think just, just beautifully um, embodies what this podcast's about. As from someone called the mysterious Mr. P. And he says, um, wife and I discussing pans. Good start. Uh, I told her I'd heard the Jamie Oliver range is good. Where'd you hear that? She said, on a podcast. You listen to a cooking podcast, she said. No, it was a deep dive into a biography of Sir Alf Ramsey. <laughs> yes. And she That's says, what we want. She says, and they recommended pans. <laughs> yes, yes, they did. <laughs> Football Fuck podcast. Well, yeah, well, someone, some, someone else got that. It, it caused quite a stir. The pan discussion. Oh, is that a pun? No, so that was. A, I hate okay. puns, so I'm really embarrassed. <laughs> Sometimes you make a pun by mistake. You ever yeah. do that in conversation, and you yeah. make a pun not, not intentionally, and mm. you're talking to someone who's witless, and they go, <laughs> "Oh, see what you did there," and you feel like going, "No, mate, I didn't do fucking anything there. It's no. only in your." pathetic unimaginative fucking <laughs> tedious little mind that people do yeah. word plays i'm not yeah. fucking richard stilgo you can't brandreth yeah exactly <laughs> he's another barnes resident i see him around is he but yeah but you know um, i got beef with him anyway from when i was at heat and he fucking oh, rocked yeah. up to do a report for the one show and he stood mm-hmm. next to my desk looking at all the magazines and he just said to himself muttered to himself but so i could hear yeah. What a tawdry world we live in. Yeah. Fuck off, Brandon. You're here for the one show. What do you think you are? Fucking John Pilger, you cunt. <laughs> John Pilger, the course. There's a man best known for wearing cunty jumpers on fucking TV AM. Coming yeah. here, fucking sneering at exactly. my level of journalism. Yeah. King of fucking puns. Um, you fucking cunt. The fucking, the, 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 the fucking poison of Radio 4. I've started, you know, I've started doing. I've started putting on Radio Four at random times. Oh yeah, that's good. If thing I've to just do. got, oh, it, it's just instant brain food, isn't it? Mm. Nine times out of ten, you'll get something that's really interesting or informative, or it's really funny. Unless it's supposed to be funny, in which case it's completely unfunny. Yeah. But if you tune into something fucking mad like Veg Talk, right, mm. you just yeah. can't fucking believe what you're hearing. Mm. What I always do at times like that is imagine what it would be like if I was an American. 
who'd just landed in the UK and had switched on a radio out of curiosity, but not knowing what... And you're used to hearing, like, this is WKM4K. Put all the classic rock, rock, rock hits across the West wow. Coast and Bay Area. That's what you're used to as an American. That was convincing. I like that. And in fact, it just goes... It's just you switch on, you're expecting some of that or the British version of it, and it's just some cunt going... So what I like to do is, um, if you are planting cauliflowers, make sure that you're looking out for frost because a frosty layer really can hinder their growth through the winter months. Like that, and you're like, "What? What is this? Public access radio?" And you're like, "No, cunt. That's the biggest fucking radio station in the UK. That's a national institution. Is it historical? No. That's going out live now in the year 2021. You cunt." <laughs> Fucking frost on plants isn't historical. It's forever. Yeah. Fucking wake up, <laughs> mate. Know. You yeah. daft American bastard. Don't you grow cauliflowers in the United States? Too busy yeah. just having fucking apple pies and Big Macs. Yeah, but don't do it. Don't don't fucking have a look and see. I'll have a look and see what's on Radio Four. Just stick it on mm. and try and work out what it is you're listening to. See mm. how long it takes you, mate. Have I you mean, ever the- seen Jake Yap? You know the comedian Jake yeah. Yap. Yeah. He, have you ever seen his Radio 4 in one minute? Mm-hmm. Fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. Available on the internet. Available, um, yeah. If you just look up Jake Yap Radio 4 on YouTube, you'll see it. I mean, and it's a really good... Yeah, and I think you can like... I mean, I yeah, I don't listen to Radio 4 much, but as I've told you before, I don't t- tend to listen to like news anymore on the radio because it upsets me. But... Mm. Um, but... Yeah, I do like it. And as you know, I'm a I'm a whore for it as well. If ever I, any, I get a sniff of anyone asking me to do oh, fucking yeah. anything on Radio you're 5, like, drop oh, everything for it. Yes, yeah. it, it should be an honour. It, 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 <laughs> I'm uh, a broken glass. A fee? Why, well, I don't need a fee. Oh, the prestige will be sufficient. It will enrich my life. <laughs> I'm doing set for the in the hallowed halls of radio a broadcasting house. Actually, we wanted you to do it over the phone. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I don't mind. Oh, no, of I course. Mean, why would you want a snot-nosed individual like me souring the atmosphere of those wonderful marble hallways? Because, <laughs> of course, you go to broadcast now, and you go, you're go, going through the doors past the reception and you go straight ahead for radios one, two and three and then you turn left for radio four and it's all velvet, isn't it? The walls oh, yeah. are all Everyone's dripping velvet and everything. On, yeah. yeah, beautiful. Fucking love I mean, it. One of the ones I just switched on randomly last week, as I sometimes do, and it was, um, I think it's Archive on Four, it's called, and it was, do you know John McCarthy, who was a hostage? Yeah. Uh, for years and years and years and years. Yeah, it everyone was wore the yellow was, ribbons, didn't they? Yeah, it was about him talking about his hostage experience and then coming home afterwards. It was just fucking Oh, quick. yeah, that's fucking great. Brilliant, Free John really McCarthy. He was like, him and yeah. Terry Waite, it was like Terry those Waite, two, yeah. wasn't it? Fucking legends. Mm. But I always, you had to have one. You had to pick one, didn't you? Yeah, I'd pick a side. Who was, was your favourite? Uh, Who was your favourite hostage? If you're a kid in the eighties, you had to have a favourite hostage, and you were yeah, either but, Team White or Team McCarthy because you'd nah. often think, "Well, if they said we're only going to release one, which mm. one?" Which and you were the be? prime minister or the queen, the queen would mm. have to choose. Yeah. She would have gone for White because wasn't She'd White? Terry Witt, yeah, he was envoy to the Archbishop of Canterbury or something, wasn't he? Yeah, Witt was the Blue Peter to John McCarthy's magpie. Do you know what I mean? The BBC Fuck, to the exactly ITV. Exactly right, mate. Exactly but right. But I was a hipster, Sam. I was into Brian Keenan. <laughs> yeah, of course you were. Fucking classic. He was the niche, he was you, the niche hostage, Brian you're Keenan. You are into Brian Keenan's early stuff. 
<laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't it Keenan that was put that was chained to a radio with weight, and they yeah. basically never spoke again after they got released because fucking Keenan was so fucking annoyed by living with Terry Weight. I tell you years what, years the, bloke, the bloke is a pain in the fucking ass to put it mildly. I will. I never- wish him no ill will, but if I never <laughs> set eyes on him again, it will be a day too soon. I mean, you know, think about it. We've literally run out of all conversation. If you think of fucking anything, we've talked about it. You wouldn't believe the amount of times we fucking did our top five biscuits for Duncan. And like, it was the thing is, I'd mix it up just to keep it interesting. But he would give me the same top five every fucking time. He'd go, oh, God, I'm bored. Do you want to do the biscuits again? I'd go, all right. And you know what? You know what? He'd fucking change it. He'd change it each time we did it. I thought, how can a fucking club biscuit be your number one now? Yet three months ago, it were a Kit Kat. We haven't had any fucking biscuits since we've been here. How can it change? <laughs> how can you change? And he'd go, it's changing my head. It's changing my memories. I'd go, you're talking shit, wake. God's told me to change it. Fuck off, fucking God. <laughs> Where's God now? I tell you what, if you've got a fucking, if you've got direct lines of God like you seem to think you have about the biscuits, how about you ask him for a fucking key for this padlock, you cunt? Tell him to magic one of them up so he can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh man, we should do a Radio 4 sitcom about three hostages children <laughs> driving each other mental. <laughs> That'd be funny. We'll do it as a series of podcasts. I'm just trying to look up uh, the actual dynamic because I don't think it was Keenan and Wade. I think Keenan was there with with McCarthy. Uh, yeah, Brian Keenan and John McCarthy were friends. Are still friends? Where oh, is they're it? still friends. Where was Terry Wade? Then was Terry Wade on his own? Maybe Keenan and yeah. Keenan and... Wait, was uh, like genial Harry Grout in Porridge. He had his own cell with a little canary he was allowed to keep. Yeah. And his own radiator he was chained to. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yes. 1987, January 20th. The Archbishop of Canterbury's envoy, Terry Waite, has come to Beirut to negotiate the release of the hostages. He himself is taken prisoner by Islamic Jihad and thrown in an underground cell. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh no. Please come, come in. Sit down. How can we help you, Mr. Have White? Have a biscuit. Have a biscuit. <laughs> and what was it you're here to do? I want to discuss the release of the hostages. Oh, fucking do you? Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Well, I tell you what, we've listened to Come what you've way. had to say, and we've got a counter offer. The counter offer is we don't release them cunts, and we take you as a fucking hostage as well. Now get in there, you fat bastard. <laughs> oh, We're hell. fucking Islamic jihad. Yeah? You're not just fucking waltzing here, shouting the odds, making fucking demands. What do you think the word fundamentalist means? Yeah? Uh, what do you think radical fucking means? What do you think militant means? These are the fucking values we stand for. We're, we're not going to have some bearded cunt sat from the Archbishop of Canterbury fucking waltzing here, shouting the odds, without taking him hostage. <laughs> Where are you from? Radio 4? Fucking hell. You Radio 4 cunt. Get in the cell. We're fucking hostaging you as well. You can't hostage me. This isn't fair play. This isn't cricket. This is an abomination. Fucking get in. Stop fucking bleating. What did you expect? You put your head in the fucking lion's jaw. You know what I think? You know what I think? You fucking wanted it. 
You fucking wanted it. You knew you what was going to happen. Love it. You fucking you get fucking publicity prick. now. They'll all be making T-shirts of you back home. You fucking pervert. <laughs> you fucking attention-seeking per fucking nonce. Get in there. Yeah, we'll let you have your own self. Don't want you boring the shit out of the other two. They're all right, them other two. <laughs> They've got a nice dynamic going, the other two. We don't want to mess yeah. it up. Some of their conversations are fucking hilarious. If podcasting was invented yet, I'd fucking record the cunts and monetize it. We sit outside that. We sit outside that cell sometimes, chuckling behind our beards at them. Fantastic. <laughs> we should do a podcast. <laughs> oh, the Archbishop! Fuck the Archbishop! <laughs> fucking twatting his hat. Oh, he's got no jurisdiction here. We haven't even got the same God. Fuck's sake. <laughs> It's fucking God's shit. It's made up. I want the fucking here. real deal, you cunt. Come over here with your rogue God and your fucking <laughs> stick on beard. Yeah, what are you Cause... going around having a beard for? That's for us. That's us. <laughs> That's Islamic, the beards. You're a fucking piss taker. Take it off. In fact, do you know what? Terry, shave that cunt in cell three. <laughs> no, we've got a new one in. Fresh fish. Shave him. <laughs> No, I'll tell you what, first of all, first of all, just shave half of it off. Shave the right-hand side off. Humiliation. Then we'll take a picture, take a picture, send it to BBC, right, so they can see how much we've humiliated him. Say, right, take a note, in fact, write this down and send it to BBC, right? The, hello, this is Islamic Jihad. We have got your Terry weight. We have shaved off half the cunt's beard. Unless we receive the release of certain political prisoners listed below, we will shave the other half of his fucking beard off and send it to the Queen in a series of small envelopes. Or to the Archbishop. See how he likes that? Oh, oh, what's this in the mail? Ah, it's Terry's beard! Are you sure, sir? It could be anyone's beard. No, I recognise the smell. It's definitely Terry's. They've got him. They've hostaged him. <laughs> they got out in the oh. end didn't they I wouldn't no, mind they... reading their books actually presumably they've all done books it must be interesting yeah of course they will have done they'll all be very different as well so yeah I don't know if Terry Witt was actually lock, locked up with them I think he was separate um, April 17th 1988 to mark the second anniversary of his kidnap the newly formed Friends of John McCarthy hold uh, an evening without John McCarthy at the Camden Palace in London and the communards and everything but the girl performed and a new, comic called, a new comic called Harry Enfield takes the stage uh, as a character called Loads of Money who says uh, I was going to say that as a joke that he did loads yeah. of money but he actually did it Harry Enfield what a legend I don't even know who this John McCarthy is and I don't care because I've got loads of money <laughs> Fucking loads of money was superb, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was only around for like six weeks or something, wasn't he? But it was fucking yeah, fucking hell. Harry Enfield, what a legend. Fucking did Stavros. When I was a kid, I thought Stavros was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Mm. Now people would probably say it was racist, but it was mm. really funny. And then, fucking, he just, he fucks that off and brings out loads of money. Loads of money's, mm. if anything, funnier. And then he fucks that off as well. Mm. Few people have created yeah. as... as as many good characters as him, right? Yeah, definitely. Legend. Then he gets um, the credit he deserves, you know, because, like, Coogan, I love Coogan. I mean, obviously, who doesn't love Partridge? Everyone in the country loves Alan Partridge. But 
by Coogan's own admission, he did a tour that was called Alan Partridge and other less successful characters, right? Yeah. Whereas yeah. Harry Enfield has done fucking countless iconic, amazing characters. He just does them and then he chucks them away and does the next yeah. one. And they're yeah, all totally. fucking funny, aren't they? Yep. Yep. There we go. Can't disagree with any of that. Okay. You're not going to get any alternative opinions from me there. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Jalapeño. Jalapeño. Um, what else is happening? Uh, we've got the football predictions to do a bit later on. We'll do that in a bit. Or we could do it now if you want. I'm not fucking bothered. I've got, I've, I tore something out of a magazine when I was in the Isle of Wight. All right. Um, I, don't, I can't remember what it's called, but it's one of these stupid magazines like, you know, fucking chick chat. Take a break. Chick chat fucking chat chip. yeah um my mum had it and do you know what i said to my mum i said to her mum look i know you like doing the crosswords and the puzzles and that but to be honest i and i, I said i hope you take this as a compliment as a take it the right way but this is below you and she just goes oh yeah and i go yeah it's fucking below you it's fucking inane bollocks she just looked at me like, you silly cunt. This is why I knew you shouldn't have gone to university. Coming back here. Tell, who are you, fucking Giles Brandreth? Coming in here, slating my fucking Take a Break magazine. Anyway, I, I leafed through it sneeringly, mm. saying things like, what a tawdry world we live in. Yeah. And I, I tore out this section called... <laughs> this is what the section's called. Do you have? That's what it's just right. called. Do you have? Question mark. Can you help these readers find everything from craft kit to memorabilia? Right. Right. This is a section in a magazine for people who literally have not heard of the internet because they write <laughs> they write a letter in saying, has anyone got one of these? And then they wait to the following month for some yeah. cunt to write in and go, yeah, right? I have, yeah. Um, I'll just give you one example. Do you enjoy playing cards? If you do and have a playing card shuffler in working order that you no longer need. I mean, what are the fucking chances of that? Circulation of this magazine, I would doubt, is more than <coughs> 100,000 maximum, right? Yeah. Um, I bet it's much less than that nowadays, right? They're yeah. asking for a niche product. I'll be honest, a product I didn't even know existed. They've got a picture of it, and it's a big plastic yeah. box that shuffles cards. What, for people who are too fucking lazy to use their hands to do it? <laughs> Mate, I'll just look at eBay and get one for nine quid. Well, there you Free go. Postage. Right. Uh, and anyway, just fucking shuffle it with your hands. I mean, talk about... I mean, I suppose you could call it a labour-saving device. No, 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 no. Some people, some people, some have arthritis and rheumatism or dyspraxia. Right. So not okay. everyone can shuffle cards. Anyway, it says, uh, if you, do, you, do you enjoy playing cards? If you do, and you've got a playing card shuffler in working order that you no longer need, Sheila Barnes would be happy to hear from you. Well, if... This is weird because you go, do you enjoy playing cards? Yes, I do. Well, do you have a card shuffler in working order that you no longer need? Well, the point is, if I enjoy playing cards and I've got mm. a card shuffler that's in working order, then by definition, it's not fucking going spare. I need it because I enjoy playing cards, you can't. But here's yeah. the real kicker, right? 
Sheila Barnes would be happy to hear from you. Cryptic. <laughs> Bit cryptic, isn't it? It doesn't say Sheila Barnes wants it. She'll take it off your fucking hands. She Sheila goes, Barnes she'd be happy questions. to hear from you. It's a bit yeah. passive. She's like, oh, fucking would she? Well, what does she want? A fucking phone call? A greetings card? Well, you've got to get in touch and find out, haven't you? Let's just say I'll be happy to hear from you. What do you mean? Are you looking to buy? Mm, I, I, I've said my piece. I, I, I'll be I, happy to hear from you. I'm testing the water. I'm interested in making some inquiries. Be, be specific, before I fucking get in touch and start writing into this magazine, I want to know what your agenda is. I've told yeah. you what my agenda is. I would be happy to hear from you. Why should I make you happy? I've never fucking met you before. Anyway, this is the worst bit. <clears throat> She's prepared <laughs> to pay costs. That's it. <laughs> Contact Sheila and it gives her so full address like they used to do in... in um, when did they used to do that? It was it was on the big match when people used to yeah. write into Brian Moore and he'd read the Contact entire address. Contact Sheila. Uh, I won't read it because I don't want cunters trolling her. Uh, 18 Primrose Court Hayfield. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to give her a postcode. Actually, I've got okay. a funny. I've got a funny story about postcodes in a second. But I mean, <laughs> I just think this is the maddest letter I've ever read. She's written, yeah. right? I'm fucking desperate for a card shuffler. How am I going to get one? I don't want to pay full whack. I'm not going to go up the to fucking John Lewis. Me, John Lewis will have them, but I'm not getting a train all the way up there to fucking pay full whack. <laughs> I wonder. I know. Probably the best. The best thing to do is to send a, a pleading letter into Take a Break magazine and see if there's anyone out there who's got one in working order that they're prepared to sell. But I will only pay. Co- She's prepared to pay costs. So what she's saying is, I'm not going to fucking pay you for the thing. I want it I'll free. pay postage and packaging. I'll pay postage. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? What world is she fucking living in, mate? Who? Who, who who's going to be giving one of these away as well? You know who who has has lost an interest in playing cards. If you like playing cards, you like playing cards. You're not going to go off it, are you? Do you know what I mean? used to it's like it, life. but yeah. it was a fad. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a fad, to be honest. Playing cards though used to be bigger than it is now, and it kind yeah. of got kicked to the to the side a bit when everyone pretended to get into poker. No, I never uh, to get into poker. And yeah. that became the only card game people were interested in. And obviously there's the online poker as well. But like, you know, we used to have poker nights when I was yeah. in my 20s, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where we'd fucking drink beer and smoke cigars and think we were fucking yeah, the because Rat it was fucking, something like that. Yeah, the Rat Pack or Lockstock. Yeah. It's what it was, it's, a, it's an outmoded, it's sort of like, it blends in with, I mean, I did the same, it was, but it blends in with a sort of an outmoded game, toxic it? masculinity, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Whereas now, I'd love nothing more than a, a nice game of Chase the Ace. Yeah. Which, I mean, Chase I the Ace is good. I haven't played that in um, years. Yeah, we that, used to play a game called Shithead. Um, <laughs> and and I thought it was exclusive to my sixth form college common room. But then I've subsequently found through social media that it was something that all around the country, teenagers were playing in the early 90s. Right. Um, I can't bother talking more about it, to be honest. It's a card okay. game. Tell but... us your postcode story. Tell us your postcode story instead. So yesterday I had to do a business meeting on mm. on uh, Zoom. Um, Sounds important. We, and I, I, like, I was sitting there and, le- and I decided I didn't want to do it in my bedroom lair where I mm. am sitting here now speaking to you. I wanted to do it downstairs in front of a bookshelf. They were prospective clients and I got it into my head, if they see how many books I own they'll be very impressed 
<laughs> I decide I want to yeah. do it downstairs in front of the bookshelf. So I go downstairs and, and like Len's in and he's playing FIFA. And I said, look, I'm doing a business call, but just keep your mouth shut and focus on your FIFA. And he's like, look to me okay. like, I couldn't give a fuck, mate. So <laughs> Business so, call, yeah, right. I did, I did this, yeah, that's what he thought as well. He just sort of thought, fucking business calls. If you've got any business to do, you silly old cunt. Right. <laughs> I said, uh, I said, um, I got on the call with these people and they said, uh, which is a classic sort of, you know, in the in the COVID era where all meetings are done on Zoom, a classic sort of opening bit of small talk is, uh, uh, where are you, Sam? Where are you based? Right. Mm. And I went, um, well, look, I'll tell you Len's rendition of it. Basically, the call happened, and I'll be honest, I was self-conscious that Len was in the room because I was talking a right load of shit, right? Yeah, Bus- business, business bollocks, right? Yeah. The stuff I was saying, I was cringing at the words coming out of my mouth, but we've all got to make a living sometimes, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I was thinking, I just hope my son doesn't hear this. I might prefer it when he just hears me talking shit to Andy, right? <laughs> Because I want the message to land with him that you can still grow up and just spend all your time talking <laughs> and thinking about. about shit. It's not a problem. Do you know what I mean? Swear you don't a lot. Have, you don't have to just become a, a terrible business cunt to get by. I mean, my, right? my son is disdainful of me because, he, as he just says, my job is to swear on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah, thinks yeah. it's disgraceful and quite Yeah, right. I think my son's torn. Like, on the one hand, mm. he thinks that's pathetic. Like, the other day he said to me, I said something. I referred to myself as a journalist. We were in a cafe, and he laughed and went, yeah, because podcasting counts as journalism these days, doesn't it? (laughs) I went, yeah, fucking does, actually. (laughs) Right? Anyway, so he's half disdainful, but he also thinks, yeah. I mean, he's a bit younger than your son, so he's a bit like, yeah, swearing on the internet is quite quite a good way to pass the time, make a living. Anyway, so I was doing this thing. I was saying, I hope he's not hearing me talk this shit. So afterwards, I come off, I go, sorry about that, mate. And he goes, and he's just playing people. He goes, what? And I go, sorry about that. If you had to hear me saying any bullshit stuff, he goes, ah, I wasn't listening, mate. And I said, okay. Until my wife and daughter come home and they go, what's been going on? He said, dad had a business call. And he goes, yeah, talking rubbish. And I said, I thought you said you couldn't hear. And he went, I heard one bit. And I went, what did you hear? And he goes, I heard them say, where are you? Where are you based, Sam? And you said Barnes, and then you went SW thirteen NQH. Right? I've changed those last things, so I don't know. And he goes, I said I did not say the full postcode. He went, No, all right, you didn't do that. He goes, But you did say Barnes SW thirteen. And I went, Did I? And he went, And I went, Fuck, I did, didn't I? And he goes, Yeah, you left a pause. You said Barnes, and then there was a silence, and then you just added on. SW13. He went, why do they need to know your postcode? Is that what happens in business meetings? I said, I don't fucking know why I said the postcode. They just didn't say anything. And I thought, maybe they've not heard of Barnes. I know. I'll say a postcode so they understand it's in London. I don't yeah. fucking know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Leave I am in London, you know. I don't live in the provinces. Well, oh, God. There's, an area, there's an area in Sunderland called Barnes. Well, there you go. There's... There's so maybe pub, it was good. A famous he, pub he called the Barnes in Sunderland. Yeah. He rinsed me for this the whole day. He kept saying Barnes SW13. Because, I mean, it is weird. But you say weird things in meetings, don't you? Mm, I don't know. I don't have meetings anymore. Yeah, well, fucking good for, for you, mate. Because they're fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, 
Right, we've got to do the predictions. Before, before I forget, uh, if you follow us on Twitter, please have a look. An excellent piece of footage that's been I've retweeted on there. Matt Roberts forwarded to us. It was actually tweeted by Steve First, the comedian oh, yeah, uh, who First. does Lenny Beige. Steve's yeah. great. And um, it's a piece of old Pathia footage of a Bermondsey pub with a fucking boxing ring set up in it and two kids <laughs> fighting. Oh, Two kids boxing well, in you know, Bermondsey, you know what that is. That's fucking mill territory. That sums it up. <laughs> Set the fucking kiddies to fight each other. Disgusting animals. <laughs> it's fucking magnificent. That is classic Millwall. Uh, well, get yourself in the mindset because it's, we're going to be predicting the Millwall result in a minute. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, have, have a look at that. It's, it's mind-boggling. Um, oh, we also said we'd give a mention to our good pal, uh, Alex Law. Yes. Didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Is, Alex Lowe is uh, touring with his... As Clinton Baptiste. Wonderful, wonderful character. Clinton, <laughs> the wonderful comic stylings of Clinton Baptiste. Clinton Baptiste! <laughs> <laughs> from, uh, uh, what do you call it, Phoenix, Phoenix Nights. It's fucking originally. funny. Really, really yeah. funny. And he's touring all over the UK in September. I believe tickets are going well, but there's some left. Um, let me just read out the details. Clintonbaptiste.com yeah. slash live, it says here. Yeah, go and fucking go, see go, it. Look. You might yeah. bump into us there if we turn up know. to any of them, which we might. I mean, he <laughs> actually nicked the venue we wanted in Sheffield, didn't he? He did, yeah, sort of. Well, it's, it's bigger than we could have handled, but yeah. Mm. Anyway, onwards, football predictions. Here we go. Uh, the Prediction League is back. Same format as before. First prediction, Liverpool versus Burnley. Saturday lunchtime. What do you reckon? Um, I'm going to say 2-0 to Liverpool. And can I just quickly say that, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this online, but Burnley versus Brighton was at the weekend. And that very much is the Culture Wars derby, right? <laughs> um, and I'll tell you why. Because apparently the some, a minority of the Burnley fans, booed the players taking the knee. At which yeah. point the Brighton fans sung, Marcus Rashford, he's feeding your kids. He's feeding your kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, well done, Brighton fans. It's not often yeah. any of you get credit, but I thought that was very funny. Yeah, well done. Um, <laughs> in spite of that, um, what little Burnley. Oh, fucking hell. I'll go two nil as well. Sorry, I'm going to match you on the first one, but we move yeah. on to Brighton and Brighton versus Watford. Uh, I'll go first on this one. I think it will be Brighton uh, two, Watford one. Mm, yeah, I'm going to say Brighton two, Watford nil. I know I've criticised Brighton and particularly Graham Potter, the hipster manager in the past, but he's now come back after the summer with the beard from the bearded action man. He's got exactly the same beard as the bearded action man. So uh, he's gone up up my estimation slightly. Then we move on to Monday evening. I've had a rebrand over the summer. (laughs) Yeah. I've toughened up. (laughs) No more Mr. Nice Guy. I'm thinking of getting a scar like the action man had as well. I've had a switch fitted at the back of my head to move my eyes. (laughs) Fucking great. And I've got Kung Fu grip hands. (laughs) West Ham versus Leicester, Sam. Whoa. Uh, I'm going to say 3-2 West Ham. 3-2 West Ham, that's exciting. Um, I think this will be 1-1. And then we go to AFC Wimbledon versus Sunderland Association Football Club tomorrow afternoon. Uh, uh, 2-1 to Sunderland. 
one nil Sunderland. Sunderland. Sunderland signed a player from West Ham on loan. I don't know if he's played yeah. yet. Alves. He hasn't. He was on the bench oh, the other night. On the bench, he hasn't played he? yet. But um, thank you very much. Very he's supposed to be very that. good. Yeah. Um, Cardiff versus Millwall. Finally, what do you reckon? This will be a little bit. This will be a bit naughty. This fixture. Could be. Um, it? Now the fans are back. Yeah. Uh, I would say two nil Cardiff. They'll set a boxing ring up outside the ground. Yeah. Or in the nearest pub. 2-0 to Cardiff, did you say? Mm. Yep. I would go 1-0 to Cardiff. And of course, ResultsBot says 1-0 for all of them. And we might catch up with what ResultsBot's been doing uh, in the near future. That's it from this episode. Thank you very much. I am now spent and will spend the remainder of the day in me uh, reclining armchair watching the snooker. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Yeah. Best cure for COVID you can get. Bye, everyone. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.